Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast, Sweet Words. It is a bright Monday morning where I'm at, and I'm looking out my window, and there's just so much beauty, um, so much sunlight, so much warmth, and it's crazy how everything can be so still, but it's so peaceful. Um, it means a lot to me that you guys are here. Those of you who have been supporting me since the beginning, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I truly appreciate it. Um, In honor of South Asian Heritage Month, I really wanted to talk about a piece that has been very special to me ever since I came across it. I think to a lot of people, it can be very relatable, and it talks about how you should have pride for your culture and always have some sort of um, special connection towards it. It can be a bit triggering just because it shows the unfortunate reality that um, some Indians have to face when standing in their culture, but it does resolve beautifully, and I think that it's just perfect for this week's episode. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to Sweet Words, a podcast where we discover ourselves through the art of poetry. Every episode is a new chapter, and every episode is where we learn something new. If you want to explore a new passion and learn to become a better person emotionally, then keep on listening. Join me every week with a mug of love, a comfy blanket, and some tissues. You're going to need it. Okay, so this poem is Dot Head by Amit Majmudar. Well, yes, I said. My mother wears a dot. I know they said third eye in class, but it's not like an eye-eye. Not like that. It's not some freak third eye that opens on your forehead like on some Chernobyl baby. What it means is... What it's showing is there's this unseen eye on the inside, and she's marking it. It's how the X that says where treasure's at is not the treasure, but as good as treasure. All right. What I said wasn't half so measured. In fact, I didn't say a thing. Their laughter had made my mouth go dry. Lunch was after world history. That week was India. Myths, caste systems, tea, all the greatest hits. The white kids I was sitting with were friends. At least, as I defined a friend back then. So wait, said Nick. Does your mom wear a dot? I nodded, and I caught a smirk on Todd. <laughs> she wear it to the shower and to bed? While Jesse sucked his chocolate milk and Brad was getting ready for another stab, I said, hand me that ketchup packet right there. And Nick said, what? I snatched it, twitched the tear, and squeezed a dollop on my thumb and worked circles till the red planet entered the house of war and on my forehead for the world to see my third eye burned those schoolboys in their seats, their flesh in little puddles underneath, pale pools where Nataraja cooled his feet. Oh my god, that was so good. Um, Something about it just ignited this spark in me and... I think it's like a calling now to encourage me to really embrace my identity everywhere and anywhere I go. It was really empowering and each line was crafted with such detail, which really makes the story crystal clear. Like the way it was written was almost like 
a Taylor Swift song, if you think about it, because her lyrics are very, very specific, and that's what's so unique about her, and the fact that the poet is incorporating that into his poems is very unique, too. So really, hats off to Mr. Mudgemother for writing this and for really inspiring the youth of today. And um, I'm actually really glad because nowadays, in recent years, we've been finally getting the recognition we deserve. And this generation has done um, such a great job of that by bringing awareness to South Asians and making us feel heard. Um, I think it would take forever to dissect each and every line, but I think that the main story here is that there's this boy. And he feels pressured to kind of conceal his identity and feel like a normal American by surrounding himself with white friends so he can be considered as an American or be associated with them. And the poem is in his perspective where he's trying to explain to his friends what the bindi, or in this case, the dot, signifies. And it's really interesting because you would think that as an Indian or a Hindu, you would know your culture and traditions inside and out because you're surrounded by it constantly in your personal lives. I mean, there's just so many holidays and festivals. How can you not, right? But early on in your life, you just blindly follow those practices without your parents really giving an explanation as to what it is because it's just so deep beyond comprehension when you're at that young age. And in the poet's case, he's just an adolescent and he only knows bits and pieces, but he doesn't know the full depth of why we were Bhutus or Bindis. And he's trying so hard to put his explanation into words, but the more he messes up, the more his friends taunt him for being a part of something that's different and that stands out. Then the part that I think is so moving is when he takes the ketchup and makes circles on his forehead to kind of represent the bindi or the dot and really have thick skin to show how proud he is to be different and to be part of such an archaic community that is much bigger than himself. And I think that we can all learn something from him and learn to embrace something so beautiful, so ancient, and so enriched with knowledge. Indian culture is something that we should keep immersing ourselves in each and every day to get to know more about it and to pass down to the future generations. Thank you everyone for listening to this latest episode of Sweet Words. Um, I tried to keep this episode short for everyone's convenience and I wanted to quickly acknowledge the poet um, Amit Majmudar for writing such an empowering yet triggering poem. Um, I know how hard it is to write about tough experiences that we go through or at least adaptations of those experiences and showing that work to the world. It can be very challenging, which is why I don't show a lot of people my poems, just because they're very personal to me and to how I feel. But um, regarding this poem and my commentary on it, I'm hoping that some of you take away its meaning and apply it to daily life. I mean, when I was younger, I was just like a lot of you. 
not wanting to express my Indian identity. Instead, I wanted to be like everyone else that I met at school. I wanted to bring the same lunches as them to school instead of rice with pungent curry. I never wanted to wear the bindis to school or to talk to anyone about my identity or to even talk in my own language to my parents on the phone when I was at a friend's house. But you know, I think that it's never too late to learn more about your community or to incorporate those practices into your public and private life, which is why I am slowly getting to that point where I can know all the stories in my religion and to know why we dress in this beautiful way and why we do some of the rituals that we do. And I hope that you guys listening to me can also embrace your culture and what you should be proud of. Okay, so I think I'm going to wrap up here shortly. Um, I just wanted to say thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. It means a lot to me, and I can't wait to join you guys next week on this wonderful journey of poetry. (laughs) Bye.